This is the film we started 20 years ago. And I remember sitting in church on a Sunday morning after the first year, I was supposed to be done in a year. And I said, I'm, I'm a liar. And, uh, and it felt like the Lord spoke to my heart and said, you know, I said, I'm a liar. I, I didn't finish. You know, I didn't get this film done. I said, I, I'm not even sure how to finish it. But I promised people that I would have it done in a year. I felt like God spoke to my heart and said, this film will be finished when I say uh, it's done, not when you're tired of working on it. What you're building is a fortress, not a facade. Welcome to Along the Way. I'm John Matarazzo, your host and fellow traveler. Thank you for joining me along my way as I try to become more like Jesus every day. During the coronavirus lockdown, I reconnected with some of my former guests from Along the Way in a special series that I'm calling the Quarantine Checkups. I recorded a lot of these conversations, but before I was able to release all of them, my TV production work picked back up. So I want to finish releasing these conversations from during the height of the lockdown. This Quarantine Checkup is with my friend and filmmaker, Timothy Mahoney. We recorded this conversation in mid-May 2020. If you are new to Along the Way, all of my episodes can be found at alongtheway.media, and you can like me on Facebook and follow me on Instagram. Now let's get to our conversation. Well, Tim Mahoney, it's good to see you again, my friend. Thanks so much for letting me stop by and check up on you during these quarantine checkups that I've been doing with my friends from Along the Way. How are you doing? We're doing pretty good here. I'm in Minnesota, and uh, yeah, we've been out of the office for almost a couple months now. Yeah. And John, what's interesting is that I probably was one of the few people that was more familiar with the pandemic because about, I don't know, 15 years ago, I actually made a video and commercials concerning preparedness for pandemics. Really? So I was familiar with it. And uh, I had a whole bunch of beans in the basement of our house <laughs> ready for uh, being locked down. Uh-huh. So how far along your bean stockade do you have? Uh, i tell you what, you can only eat so many beans I thought <laughs> of. Uh, I've only had one. Uh, I realized that, uh, well, a friend of ours who worked with me, Pete uh, Wendell, went and found these 50-pound bags of beans. So uh, when, when you take a 50-pound bag of beans, well, if you take a cup of beans, you know, if you soak it in water. Oh, yeah. Uh, it becomes more than one cup of beans. It becomes, it swells way up. So these beans were dried beans. And, and um, uh, I think uh, I have about 1,500 pounds of beans when they're cooked, basically. 1,500 pounds of beans? Boy. I'm pretty sure that once, once you put water into all these beans we have, we've got plenty of beans. We can feed the whole neighborhood. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I, I hope it doesn't come to, the, to right. uh, needing to get your entire stock of beans out there. Yeah. Tim, the last time we talked, when the last time you were in Pittsburgh with me, you and I talked about the Red Sea Miracle Part 1, which was a phenomenal film. I loved it. You had me at the edge of my seat, and I wanted the next part to come out right away. And because of this darn pandemic, we've have to wait even longer. Yeah. What, what's been going on with the, with that project right now? Well, today, actually, uh, in the past, uh, today we're here. It's the weekend, and uh, Steve Law, who is my writing partner, and uh, who really, we have what we call dramatic logic in our films. You know, there's the drama and the logic, and Steve really is excellent with uh, helping with the structure of the films. Uh, we've been working on it today. We, we um, have been continuing to work on the film. It was due to the theaters probably over a month ago. Mm. you know, on, on, the, on the grand scheme of things. But uh, what happened was when we were pushed back, we had to take, uh, and I, I have our, our own building and we have added suites here. 
we had to take the film, make copies of all the hard drives and send them in different directions so staff could work in their home. So our editors were working from home. How many editors do you have? Uh, we have four and uh, two uh, main editors, and they do different types of editing. Some will do prep editing and others will do po- you know, post and then graphics. And then we have animators too. And we've got different groups of animators. Uh, and some of these are, no animators are my employees. So two editors are employees of our company and two of them are cr- contract editors. And so everyone's been working from home. We've been having you know meetings to, to have assignments and we can talk to each other on Skype, uh, which we've been doing pretty much daily and throughout the day, uh, trying to keep everything going. But it is different because... Um, even though we're, everyone's pretty efficient, they don't have to drive to work. They can just get up and go to their uh, computer and start working. I think that has lost some of the connectivity to be able to just keep circulating mm. uh, around, you know, like in, in the company here, I was able to go from uh, room to room. And I think we lost a little bit of something. And I do think it's wearing on people. Yeah, It was very helpful to have the film to work on. But I think it's also wearing on just the question of, well, what's going to happen? Uh, since the plan was to be in theaters, and now we're not going to be in theaters, what we're looking at with the Red Sea Miracle 2 is that it will be some type of a in-home, you know, worldwide release okay. uh, on the Internet. That's pretty interesting. We're going to have to keep, uh, keep informed about that and keep a lookout for that. Mm-hmm. So how, how much more work has to go into this before it's ready? Um, I think the dramatic logic, in fact, today we feel really happy about how we moved some things around. And the Red Sea Miracle 2 is really raising the question about miracles. Uh, The first part of the film did have the question of miracles, such as the distance and the population. And can we believe what the scripture is saying about, you know, the size of the people? And the next film is is going to be looking at uh, this view we have two views the egyptian view and the hebrew view as Mm -hmm. sort of divided it up uh we're going to be looking at more of the hebrew view and the gulf of aqaba and different crossing sites there so in the red sea miracle 2 overall we're going to uh explore the detour to a dead end section Mm -hmm. and there's different locations on the gulf of aqaba and there's a mystery location that we're not going to, we'll, we'll save that for the reveal of the film. <laughs> uh, so that gives us, let's say, four Aqaba locations, and then there's the Suez and the, you know, the lakes theories. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're going to be looking at uh, the detour. Where did the detour happen on a Hebrew approach? And then we get to the dead end, and we're going to be looking at uh, several locations in Egypt for how the water was parted, and several lo- and and then the four locations um, in the Gulf of Aqaba, how the water was parted. Interesting. So I'm sure you have some great visuals for this. Yeah. Demonstration. Yeah. We really uh, we've tried. We I mean I think as great as we can do with our our crew and everything. But they did a really I think they really did a great job. You know we have a lot of animation and uh, recreations with both you know three dimensional models as well as real people as well as uh i filmed in jordan uh Mm. where i filmed a lot of the israelites and uh, moses characters with green screen and 
and we've we basically been able to composite a lot of that all together into these two ma major uh, scenes. One of them with wind parting the water in a more naturalistic approach, mm -hmm. and the other with the sea parting more of the approach where it's grand. It's like the Cecil B. DeMille parting. Yeah. Yeah, and the Ces Cecil B. DeMille was a big part of your of your last film, you know, just where he got that imagery from. And that's how that's where a lot of us look and see. We, we picture the, the Red Sea crossing through the eyes of Cecil B. DeMille almost because that's he painted that picture uh, pretty yeah. broadly. So, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's exactly correct. And, um, you know, I favor the Cecil B. DeMille version of this. Uh, and but I think at the end of the day, the question will be is I'm going to, you know, our, our, our approach here is to give people different points of view and then they can pick <laughs> what right. they like. And uh, some people, you know, can't handle God parting deep water and, and they're going to be able to see at least that wind can blow uh, water in these areas, uh, you know, and the miracle is in the timing in the, in the Egypt, near Egypt approach with the shallow water if enough wind is blowing at the right time, that water will push away. Hmm. Uh, similar to not exactly like a tsunami, but in a sense, it can be you know pushed away. It's called wind setdown theory, and we're going to go into that. Uh, and we're going to then show uh, the crossing sites uh, of the other locations, and then we also have the investigation into chariot wheels and uh, okay. diving for the chariot wheels. Uh, searching for evidence of Pharaoh's army and chariots on the bottom of the seafloor. We're going to talk to marine biologists. We have several marine bi biologists. And we're going to look into the controversy of all that. Wow. So it looks like you're going to be covering a lot in this film, and you're working on it during a pandemic. So good for you that you're keeping things moving forward and, and uh, doing what God's called you to do. Kudos for that. But Tim, what, what has God been speaking to you personally? What has he been teaching you during this time? A friend of mine gave me a book called Experiencing God. Uh, it's a Blackaby. Mm -hmm. uh, Henry Blackaby, yeah. Yeah. And the very first day I, I opened this, I mean, I, I had been carrying around in my briefcase and I opened it on the very first day of staying at home. Mm. And the very first lesson is we don't know what tomorrow will hold. You only know about today. So I started the, the Experiencing God Bible study with that understanding that, wow, that was pretty appropriate for this time. We don't Absolutely. have any guarantee. You know, we, he was basically trying to show through scriptures that we have plans, but God has the outcome. And the other verse is not to take any thought of tomorrow because there's enough trouble uh, with today. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and for, for a lot of us, you know, for a lot of people, there has been enough trouble today not to thinking about tomorrow. And then uh, my wife and I are, you know, our kids are grown and we have grandkids. And, um, and you know what? Uh, God has provided for us. We have food. We have a place to stay. We have jobs. And God has, you know, God has provided. And... I'm thankful that we had this film to work on because it gave a lot of focus, mm -hmm. to, you know, what we needed to do. So, and this film uh, is also about trusting God for a miracle when you're at a Red Sea moment. 
you know, <laughs> when you're at a crisis of faith. And in many cases today, people are caught between the drowning in the sea, perishing in the sea, and perishing by the Egyptians. If I were to use a corona virus uh, illustration, it's, you know, are we going to perish through the, you know, dying of the, of the, the, the disease or by the loss of our businesses and income? It's like there's, you're caught between both of these yeah. serious situations. And this film is being birthed in the middle of a pandemic about miracles. And I might even change some of the way the film ends uh, to address this peril. In- wow. So I hadn't thought about that until this moment. But yeah, the question is, is can I believe God when it looks like I'm going to perish of one of two ways? Wow. That's really profound, Tim, because we're we're so often in that place where we're in a, between a rock and a hard place and neither option looks good. And that's exactly where we are right now. And I know that, you know, God says in the Bible that he will use all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purposes. And maybe during this time, God's giving you an opportunity to, to share even more powerfully uh, and people's hearts will be more open because we're literally between the Red Sea and the Egyptians. One is going to kill us, but God can open up and make a miracle in a place where there seems to be no way. Yeah, I think that God's really going to use this in a in a powerful way. That's awesome that God's going to turn this situation around and it's going to be used for His glory even more. When you yeah, you think about it, why did it take us? You know, why is it of all the years, twenty years? of working at a film that it actually now comes. This is the film we started 20 years ago. And I remember sitting in church on a Sunday morning after the first year, I was supposed to be done in a year. And I said, I'm, I'm a liar. Mm. And, uh, and it felt like the Lord spoke to my heart and said, you know, I said, I'm a liar. I, I didn't finish. You know, I didn't get this film done. I said, I, I'm not even sure, you know, how to finish it, you know, but I promised people that I would have it done in a year. I felt like God spoke to my heart and said, this film will be finished when I say uh, it's done, not when you're tired of working on it. Mm. What you're building is a fortress, not a facade. If you build a facade, people will surround it and knock it over. But if you build a fortress strong on all sides, when it rises into the culture, people will just have to deal with it. They might attack it, but they're not going to be able to destroy it. They'll just have to deal with it. It's there. Yeah. I think we found that out to be the Exodus film, and we realized that building something on all sides really meant hearing from different viewpoints. Uh, the different viewpoints made the films, made all the films stronger because of the testimony uh, that was, it made it more credible and it made it easier for, for people to, you know, watch it and make a decision unless it was all one one side right right i always appreciate that tim that you do show the different sides the different viewpoints of what's going on um, and the way that people are looking at these situations and you don't you're not forcing any one particular thing uh one particular viewpoint on the audience you're letting people decide on their own but you're still it's still your journey you're still taking people along the journey with you and i appreciate that because of the whole along the way principle and concept that i'm working with for my podcast but kind of in that getting to the getting to the destination where do you see hope for tomorrow tim where do you see hope for the future well i think that uh it's in 
it's interesting in the scriptures in the Blackaby, it said, you know, some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord, Amen. our God. And I think that I've had to repeat that verse over and over. And uh, by the way, my mother died uh, right as this was happening. Mm. And my mother was a very foundational influence in my life for the Bible. And I, and I would go read with her. I, I remember her reading with me as a child and then me reading the Bible to her. And she was in an Alzheimer's unit, but she had short-term memory loss, not long-term. So she couldn't remember things that happened current. So she was always uncertain about current things, but she could remember the past. I bring that up because of the fact that there was times growing up when I, we weren't sure what the future would look like. And I think that goes back to Blackaby saying, well, we have to just trust that God is going to help us through today. And I think that the challenge that I know I've ex, you know, experienced, and I think a lot of people, is that we have a different expectation about how the world is supposed to be going and how our lives are supposed to be going. But what the Lord is trying to tell us is that the kingdom of God is what we're a part of now, and we've been given the gift of eternal life. And this life is, for everybody, going to end at some time or another. But it, the Bible says not to fear the first death, but to fear the second death. You know, uh, The eternal mm -hmm. challenge there is to be a part of the kingdom of God and to, to accept uh, the redemption from the Lord, you know. So I think that for me, I'm trying to just spend more time in prayer mm. and in trusting what the scriptures are, are, have been there all these years, you know, telling us, you know, to trust in the name of the Lord. Yeah, that's good, because he is trustworthy, and by him we will overcome. And uh, so, Tim, while we're waiting for this part two to come out, can you tell people how they can see the Red Sea Miracle Part 1. Yes, if they go to, uh, to see Red Sea Miracle Part 1, you can go to PatternsofEvidence.com, PatternsofEvidence.com, and you can get the, the film. You can watch it uh, both digital or you can buy a physical copy of it. So there's a digital version, so you can literally watch it right now. You don't have to wait for, you know, for, uh, for the shipping to come. You can tune in right now and see the first part of what Tim and I have just been talking about. So, Tim, thanks so much for allowing me to, to stop by and check up on you and see how you are doing. Uh, hey, thanks, John. It's great to be a part of the show again. Always. It's good to have you on, my friend. If you enjoyed my conversation with Timothy Mahoney, then you are going to really love his film, The Red Sea Miracle Part 2. I definitely suggest you check it out, and we actually have a date now for it. It is available on July 17th. You can get all the information about it from his website, PatternsofEvidence.com. I'll be providing a link for that, as well as his other episodes of Along the Way in the show notes. Along the Way is part of the Charisma Podcast Network. You can find Along the Way and many other great Charisma podcasts at cpnshows.com. Thank you for listening to Along the Way. If you've enjoyed joining me along my way, please share this episode with a friend who you think will be encouraged by this podcast. Also, please rate and review Along the Way on iTunes. That will help more people discover Along the Way. You can subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. And you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and through my website, alongtheway.media. I hope that you've enjoyed this part of my journey, and may you realize when Jesus is walking with you along your way.
Along the Way is sponsored by Crave Frozen Desserts, which is by far my favorite ice cream. If you're in the Pittsburgh area, then you are in luck. Crave Frozen Desserts is open from 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, and they are located at 751 Pittsburgh McKeesport Boulevard, Dravosburg, PA, 15034. I'll put a link to their Facebook page in the show notes, and tell them that you heard them from Along the Way. Along the Way.